0: Former President Trump is being targeted once again with another bogus witch hunt. Joe, Hunter, and the entire Biden family are being revealed as corrupt influence peddlers. Plus, Kirk Cameron faces protesters at his latest book reading. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with the case against Donald Trump, or more accurately, the next bogus case against Donald Trump. The left keeps going after Trump, and not only is it pathetic, but it's threatening our country. If we keep devolving into a nation that uses the law to shut down free speech or silence political opponents, then we are no better than some third world country or banana republic. The Democrats, media, and other leftists went after Trump on the Steele dossier, Russia collusion, Ukrainian phone call, Georgia phone call, classified documents. They keep searching for a way to bring down Trump. And why? Because Trump has shown himself, at least for now, to be the only person willing to take on the deep state to actually clean house. Now New York attorney, District Attorney Albin Bragg is said to be readying an indictment and arrest warrant against Trump for the Stormy Daniels payment from back in 2016 that has already been examined and whose statute of limitations has already run out. Here's Trump. Our enemies are desperate to stop us because they know that we are the only ones who can stop them, and they know it very strongly. And they're looking at the polls where, not me, but we are up by so much, they can't even believe it. We won twice, and now we've got to win a third time. They know that we can defeat them. They know that we will defeat them. But they're not coming after me, they're coming after you. Now, for some explanation on what this case is all about, here's Alan Dershowitz. No rational person would think that the activities involved here, paying settlement uh, and then um, uh, 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 being accused of uh, uh, a campaign contribution, when an important reason for the settlement, obviously, was to avoid embarrassment, to avoid problems with his family. Uh, That's not the basis for a criminal prosecution. And that's what we have. We have a settlement from 2016 that's trying to be spun into a campaign violation. And yet, not only has the statute of limitations run out, but this is a state case trying to use federal law. And the FEC has already looked at this and did not prosecute. Alvin Bragg has nothing, but that doesn't matter in today's leftist legal system. So the question is, Will Trump be arrested or not? And will he ultimately be convicted or not? Let me know in the comments. Okay, next let's talk about Joe Biden and actual corruption. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next let's talk about Joe Biden and the Biden family business of influence peddling and corruption because we see growing evidence now that this long taxpayer funded career of Joe Biden has led to family member after family member being able to get paid by foreign regimes that are hostile to the United States. This is the family business. And while the media and Democrats look for another bogus case to throw at Donald Trump, bank records and other documents are just sitting there, waiting for investigation to reveal the extent of actual wrongdoing in the Biden family. Thankfully, We now have a Republican House of Representatives that is digging, and what they are finding is starting to get the attention of the media.
1: In a new memo, Republicans on the House Oversight Committee say three Biden family members in 2017 received over $1 million indirectly from a Shanghai-based company, State Energy HK Limited. The money came after Biden associate John Robinson Walker received a $3 million wire from the same company a transaction that was first publicized by Senate Republicans in 2020. Walker then transferred a third of those funds to various Biden family bank accounts
0: over a three-month period. So did you catch that? A Chinese Communist Party-backed energy company sends $3 million to a man named John Robinson Walker, and then Walker turns around and sends a million dollars to members of the Biden family. Yep, because Hunter and James and Halle Biden are such experts in the energy field. Here's more.
1: The new information uncovered by the House GOP, $35,000 in payments to Halle Biden, Beau Biden's widow, $25,000 of which was linked to the Chinese energy company. Republicans also targeting the president's brother James and his son Hunter and also say they are probing an account linked to an unknown Biden.
0: Now, Representative Tim Burchett, who is a member of the House Oversight Committee, spoke to Newsmax about these new revelations And says it points to a pattern of influence peddling that is clearly criminal eventually he's going to have to decide the president's going to decide either he has no cognizant ability with his brain power or he's going to have to admit that he's um he's that the head of a criminal empire because him and his brother his son and now they bring in his um his son's girlfriend who was his other son's widow um she was given money it's just it, this is just a clear way to launder it. You just spread it out among people, and that's what they're doing. And we know it. And I, I think they've got him on this one. Aren't you glad you have a Republican House? The Oversight Committee will keep digging, and the heat the Biden family is feeling is only going to get hotter. All right. Next, let's talk about actor and author Kirk Cameron, who has been making waves with his Christian-themed book, *As You Grow*. Now, I've reported on Cameron's efforts several times in order to not only show the great work that he's doing, but to also show the hypocrisy and double standards of the left. The woke radical left has no problem with drag queen story hours for children, and public libraries don't seem to have a problem hosting these events. But when Cameron approached libraries about a book reading for his book, it's like it was the end of the world. Rejection after rejection after rejection. Then things started to change. That's right. We asked for a story hour just like others have done story hours. And these libraries uh, said they were not interested and that their communities were not interested. And it wasn't until I published a public letter asking them to reconsider and then mentioning the fact that uh, we have constitutional rights. In fact, I have my copy of the constitution right here that I will assert in court that they reversed course. And, uh, you know, yesterday just told the whole story in Indianapolis. The community showed up in record numbers. More people showed up for this book reading than any other event in the 137
1: year history of the library.
0: Cameron's latest book reading occurred on Friday in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and this time he was actually met with protesters who were dressed up like drag queen nuns or something like that. Apparently, unless you are indoctrinating children on transgender ideology and sexualization, then you just can't be reading to kids.
1: Around 500 people came out this afternoon for Kirk Cameron's Story Time. It was an event that was met with opposition from members of the community who don't agree with his rhetoric. Pastor Clint Schnickloff says he believes Cameron is using a children's book tour as a cover for hate and propaganda. He says Cameron posts on social media what the actual purpose of his event is versus what people see who attend the event.
0: So what was this propaganda that this pastor was talking about? Here's his explanation, along with comments from another protester. The thing he posted before he came here just a couple days ago was that he was going on the offensive against a culture that he disagrees with. Some of the things he named inside, like he, you know, he's against like cancel culture or.
1: Annie Philaxis says she was against the event because she says there is a lot of religious trauma that comes from events like this one. We wanted to be uh, a light for the children that are here and might feel ostracizing um, inside their own family.
0: Anaphylaxis? Jeez. (laughs) So that's Kirk Cameron's latest event and good for him for pushing forward and shining a spotlight on cancel culture and for, for providing a positive environment for children. All right, next as a follow on to that story, let's talk about cancel culture. But in this case, I'm talking about institutionalized cancel culture. In other words, the massive Diversity, Equity and Inclusion, or DEI, departments that are using taxpayer funds at America's colleges and universities to suppress free speech, promote segregation, and cancel conservative opinion in any form. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is pushing to get rid of the programs in Florida, and Biden's Education Secretary says that would be divisive.
1: Governor DeSantis proposed plans to defund all Diversity, Equity and Inclusion programs at state colleges and universities. Now, Ron DeSantis is, seems like he is positioning himself to run for president. He's going to be a national player for the next couple of years. So, what kind of implications do you think that could have if it spreads to the national level? Not only in Florida, but across the country, we really have to pay attention to what's happening, to this overreach, uh,
0: to this division in education. Unreal. When you stifle free speech and intimidate students to not share their opinions or values. That is overreach. That is division. But in this case, it's government-sponsored overreach, so apparently that's okay. Recall the recent incident at Stanford Law School where the guest speaker, a Trump-appointed judge on the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, was shouted down by law students. No manners, no respect, no decency. And the kicker is that a school administrator, the associate dean for DEI, was at the event. She actually encouraged people to come out and protest then lectured the guest speaker during his presentation. Your advocacy, your opinions from the bench land as absolute disenfranchisement of their rights and does land. One of the more surprising moments came as the law school's Associate Dean of Diversity and Inclusion joined in heckling the judge. As reported by the Wall Street Journal, these DEI departments have exploded in recent years. On average, every major university has 45 DEI personnel. The journal notes that the University of Michigan has 163 DEI officers. Ohio State and the University of Virginia each have 94. Georgia Tech has 41 DEI personnel, but only 13 history professors. In early communist China, dissenters were forced to wear signs and labels while they were shouted at nonstop. That was part of reprogramming. This is exactly what's going on here. Shout down and intimidate until compliance is achieved. All right, next I want to give you a quick update on Superman because the Man of Steel is showing that not all is lost. And what I mean by that is people's voices against this radical woke cancel culture are being heard, and they are being heard loudly. Disney has been hit in the bank account, and woke movies, television series, and comic books are losing money. Even Superman was going woke. But it appears that may change, and maybe we can get back to this.
1: I mean, uh, why are you here? There must be a reason for you to be here.
0: Yes, Mm -hmm. I'm here to fight for truth and justice in the American way.
1: (laughs) You're gonna end up fighting every elected official in this country.
0: Sure you don't really mean that, Lois. That was the Superman I grew up with. Truth, justice, and the American way. And make no mistake, there is an American way. But then, just like with everything else, The left tries to tear down what is good, and we started to get something like this. Politics does he still stand for truth, justice, all All that stuff. stuff. All that stuff. But that was just the start. In July of 2021, DC Comics ditched that part of the slogan altogether, opting for truth, justice, and a better world. Focusing on the Clark Kent's son, Jonathan, as the new Superman, the character not only ditched the American Way slogan, but also came out as gay, of course. Now, James Gunn, the director of the next Superman movie, announced that the iconic mission statement will be back, truth, justice, and the American way. This is clearly good to see, but it's only because people are speaking out. The left wants to destroy the American way. But if we come together and stand up against them, we can show the radical left that we are their kryptonite. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember, today's shows one sheet. Is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one she gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Wednesday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.